And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we got lots to talk about today, Casey, but I thought before we'd start, we'd find out uh, what have you been up to this week? Get out of that uh, castle? I finally went to a patio, Tony, and I went Uh-oh. to the patio at, at uh, Joey's. Oh, yeah, that's a big joint. It is. Two large patios, and there's um, social distancing, as I call anti-social distancing, and they have an exceptional tender beef dip, if you're going to check it out. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. I've been, uh, well, I've been out, you know, exercising and out in checking out what's going on in West Van. Uh, I noticed that, uh, like, at Carmelo's Clever, they have the four tops, and they've they closed half a four top on each side so that... They seat you, you know, quite a distance apart inside. Yes. But they they have less than half the tables inside. Uh, I chose to take takeout uh, to celebrate, you know, a bit of a celebration over at my house last weekend, uh, and it was uh, it was great. I had a lovely Tuscan pizza and a great bottle of wine, and celebrated my fortieth wedding anniversary really congratulations tony you were supposed to go to paris i was supposed to be in paris so what i was supposed to be many different places but you know what uh it's it's always good to just uh uh you know be with the ones you love and that's what we did great congratulations on that thanks yeah thanks so much uh well folks uh we can top that today on the show no problem don't uh, just relax out there uh, we're going to catch up with uh, roger ma today and talk about uh, uh provisions at boulevard kitchen and oyster bar really uh that's a cool menu they have down it there, is Casey. very cool menu and good prices uh, all kinds of different uh, ways for you to uh, grab some food and we'll talk about when they might reopen uh, mike clark joins us and we'll talk about specifically about what makes the similkameen valley the similkameen valley i know people think it's a bunch of hooey but uh, wait till you taste the wine and then we'll talk about it again uh and casey we're going to go to tinhorn yes and to uh speak with coral kucklow who uh, an amazing woman who has been at the winery for 23 years and we'll also talk to andrew moon who's a viticulturist there all that uh, and more coming up uh, on the show, including uh, Top Table to You, Boulevard Provisions, Nightingale, and many other people. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, takeout etiquette and what's out there for people as we uh, power through COVID-19 here on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. 
the upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clodisole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Olay wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusolay.ca. Stuck at home? Planning your next getaway without the airfare? Think Therapy Vineyards. Imagine staying at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It's the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. For a limited time, Best of Food and Wine listeners can save on their stay at Therapy Vineyards. Just remember the code, Gizmondi, when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Tinhorn Creek Vineyards has opened its doors. Visitors are welcome to stop by the wine shop for both sales and tastings. The award-winning Miradoro restaurant is now also open for table service and takeout. Reservations are required. Can't make it in? Take advantage of free shipping on orders over six bottles or send wine to someone you love to show them you're thinking of them. Curbside pickup is also available for online and phone orders. For full details and the latest updates, please visit tinhorn.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're pleased to be uh, talking to you uh, in separate places. Casey, of course, in the studio. I'm in the home studio. Uh, and you got still. a haircut, Tony. I did get a haircut. <laughs> Looks in good. In fact, it turned out better than I thought because uh, I actually got my hairdresser. Do you call them hairdressers? I just call them the guy. But <laughs> he came I to my house. He didn't. He came to my house and I sat outside. I had a mask on and uh, because he was just starting up. And I said, well, you got to get your hands going before you go back to work and cut hair all day. And he said, that's a great idea. So. <laughs> so it worked out really well. I never even had to leave the uh, premises. So there you go. Good. Uh, hey, our first guest, and we haven't seen him in a while, uh, Roger Ma. He's the executive chef at Boulevard Kitchen and Oyster Bar in Sutton Place. Roger, I guess we'll start with you and what we ask everybody. How are you making out? How are you uh, making it through the days these days? Uh, hi, guys. Hi. Yeah, um, just kind of plugging along here and uh, trying to stay positive, but... Uh, you know, finally, it feels like there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel with, uh, you know, the soft kind of uh, opening and uh, yeah. reopening of businesses and that kind of stuff. So, you know. So to to be clear to our, our listeners, so the, the hotel is open. The restaurant is not open for dining in, but it's open for uh, takeout, pickup and delivery. Is that correct? At Boulevard Kitchen and Oyster Bar? Yes, that's correct. Um, so the hotel, you know, it hasn't hasn't really closed closed uh since the pandemic but uh there we do have a, a couple of residences uh that that live in the hotel and mm-hmm. uh you know for for boulevard we, you know we've been doing um our provisions program uh basically three days when three days after right after when um it was announced by the city to you know basically shut down all restaurants well, just before we get into that, I guess I'm interested to know because a lot of people are talking about reinventing themselves, reimagining things. So, have you had any time at all to sit back and think about what 
you know, what you're doing, cooking, how things work and, and how they might change in going forward? Yeah, absolutely. Or should I mean, change? I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's been you know, obviously a lot of a lot of time to uh kind of reflect and try to absorb what what's been happening in the world around us and uh definitely in the food industry it's just been, you know, pretty hard to see uh just all these restaurants, you know, around the world and you know, as a chef, you know, you you always have a lot of, a lot of friends in the industry who work uh whether it's in the states or, you know, in Asia or in Europe. So, yeah. you know, seeing all these people that I used to work with in New York and, you know, the amount of uh, closures and just kind of struggles that everyone's been going through, you know, really kind of makes you rethink about, you know, what's happening around you and what life will look like, when I think, once uh, we reopen and uh, things kind of go back to normal. So, you know, there's definitely uh, a different approach that I think, you know, you need to kind of make the adjustments to adapt to uh, what life will be like uh, with you know, COVID and after the pandemic and, and during, so. And before the next one. <laughs> before the, the next one. Hope, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just a matter of time, I guess. Uh, it's kind of hard to predict what's going to happen, but, you know, it feels like during this time we've been taking it uh, week by week, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the provisions, with you know, our offering that we have now. Um, it's a bit of, you know, prepared meals, but some things are for you, for the guests to take home and cook. Like, you know, we, we're yeah. selling our premium proteins and steaks and, you know, portion fish uh, and th- those those type of items that uh, have been really popular. Um, so we had, we had to definitely make the adjustments, uh, sure. you know, with, with what's been happening around us. Our guest is Roger Mize, executive chef at Boulevard Kitchen and Oyster Bar. Casey, uh, you've been cooking at home. We've been cooking at home. Will that change us as diners when we go back to places like Boulevard, do you think, or...? Do I think we'll change? Yeah. No, I, I don't. Mean, I think you're dying. We'll... You're dying to have someone else cook for you. I exactly. Think. I've already <laughs> uh, checked out Boulevard Kitchen and Oyster Bar, and I have to say, Roger, the chicken curry and the vegetarian curry is the best curry I've ever had anywhere. Wow! Thank you. It's very impressive. And what was even more impressive was the event that you did after you emerged victorious in the Canadian Culinary Championships, and you did a media dinner that just blew everybody away. I, well, you have to tell us, how do you choose an award-winning menu like you did? With mm-hmm. a great name, by the way. <laughs> well, yeah, th- thanks for that. You know, kind of, kind of thinking back, it just feels like that was, uh, it was only maybe two, three months ago, but it just feels like it was a different time and, and world back then, but there was only uh, a couple months ago. But uh, no, that was uh, the Great Canadian Kitchen Party and uh, the Canadian Colour Championship um, uh, that uh, was a competition that, you know, it was uh, at the end of 2019 and the finals was 2020 out in Ottawa. And uh, with that menu was, was uh, basically, you know, tailored to the competition um it's three parts of the competition the uh your signature dish which is uh the first course that i had um and then we had the uh, black box challenge uh that was the last course and then of course the mystery wine challenge uh and basically those three competitions uh in in one and uh yeah the the first course was the the dish that was my signature and uh it was the terroir the bc coastal terroir with the honey mussel the little sea urchin custard and the potato and uh, kelp and green onion terrine. 
that uh, was just basically uh, a representation of the BC coast. So I just wanted to kind of represent, uh, you know, Vancouver and, uh, you know, our, our, our region, our terroir, so to speak. We're so fortunate here. So, and it was called Vancouver on a plate. So how, yeah. how much time does it take, you know, to actually choose that menu? And you had, you had some very different items compared mm-hmm. to the other participants. No, exactly. I think I think that dish itself, uh, the first dish, kind of took me a few months to kind of think of really what I wanted to do, um, and kind of it kind of I guess a little lends to what I really like to eat myself, uh, which is seafood. You know, obviously being in a seafood restaurant, you know, we're working with uh, fresh local seafood, you know, on a daily basis, and uh, just wanted to kind of really highlight uh, those ingredients. Uh, maybe a couple things that you know you don't really see every day, like sea urchin. Um, but it's something that's really dear to me that I really love enjoying to eat. So I just want to kind of prepare it in a way that is a little different by putting it into a custard form. Um, and also just, you know, showing off a bit of technique that, you know, I've kind of learned throughout my career. And, um, yeah, so that's the first course. And, of course, the second course was the uh, the mystery wine event where at the actual competition, you know, a bottle of wine is presented that you don't know what it is. Uh, it could be red or white, but it was a red and you'd have to taste it, and you have, you know, about less than 12 hours to come up with a dish on a budget of $500 to uh, pair with it. And well, that's serve. hard to believe. So <laughs> what what was the winning wine? Uh, it was a Pinot Noir uh, from uh, Prince Edward County in, in uh, Ontario. Oh, okay. And yeah, so the Clausen Vineyards, yeah, is uh, really kind of a fragrant, you know, high-acid uh, Pinot is really nice, uh, but I found it a little, little tricky to pair with. But you know, at the end of the day, we we did a a, a play on duck confit and uh, cassoulet, which was um, you know, I, I I thought worked out for the pairing. Yeah, it worked out very well. And is there an ingredient that you use often that would surprise people, Roger? Hmm. Um, I think I use often in my cooking as a seasoning that might surprise people is Tabasco sauce. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Tabasco for me uh, is kind of like using black pepper almost in a sense, but also because it's uh, inherently acidic, it adds that little bit of acidity as well. Yes. But usually I use it not to make things taste spicy or be spicy, but it just kind of adds that little bit of, you know, that it gives you sometimes a little bit of tickle in the back of your throat and you kind of wonder what that's coming from and kind of just, you know, heightens, heightens the palate a bit. Roger, uh, we're just about out of time. I really want to talk a bit about provisions. Uh, people can go to boulevardvancouver.ca to have a look at this uh, incredible takeout menu. Prepared meals ready to eat. You have got side dishes just for reheating. Uh, mm-hmm. You've also got uh, uh, provision packs. People can get uh, chicken noodle soup, bolognese sauce, uh, chicken cacciatore. Uh, it's pretty amazing the lineup of food that you have here. How do people do that? Do they phone ahead or does it take a lot of time or how? How does that work for ordering? Uh, no, it's actually pretty straightforward. It's pretty easy. Uh, you hop onto the website there, and there's, uh, you know, the menu there, and uh, it's, it's all done through talk. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of just click and choose what you feel like, and you kind of either you pick the time that you want to come pick it up, or you can have it delivered for a small fee. And, um, yeah, it's it's been pretty popular because, like you said, it's it's kind of like a grocery store, but at the same time, you yeah. know, there's there's prepared foods and 
and it's just convenient. Uh, you know, it's, in a, it's a quick and easy way to kind of have uh, meals ready for your family, um, you know, any day yeah. of the week. And nice Roger, uh, before we let you go, tell us when you're reopening, when Boulevard Kitchen and yeah. Oyster Bar is reopening. So we are opening June 23rd, so that's a Tuesday. And, you know, we're going to open uh, for dinner. So dinner service is going to be from 4 p.m. till uh, 10 p.m. Um, and we're going to be open five days a week just for dinner uh, to start, just to kind of get a feel of the market. And, uh, you know, it's, it's there's a lot of uh, social distancing uh, protocol that we need to, you know, kind of implement to the kitchen. And, you know, it's a quite a large kitchen and dining room. So we don't, you know, we want to make sure that everyone is safe and um uh, you know, we're, we're kind of following yeah. those guidelines for sure. Roger, I, I think we all are. Uh, we can't wait till you're open. I, I hope we'll be better diners by then, too. We'll all be uh, practicing <laughs> uh, or have some practice in how to eat out so that we can get the ball rolling. Thanks so much exactly. for joining us today on the, on the uh, show. It was great to chat with you, and we hope to see you live as soon as possible. Thank you. Thanks, Roger. Roger Ma, he's the executive chef at Boulevard Kitchen and Oyster Bar. You're listening to uh, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And I'll be all, and Casey and I will be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The Wine Experience Center at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery has arrived. The wine shop is now open for tastings with all the new vintages available along with some new labels not yet seen anywhere. And that's not all. You can complement your tastings with delicious food offerings from the modest butcher. For the safety of guests and staff, extra cleaning, sanitation and physical distancing protocols will also be in place. Watch for the launch of the first modest butcher menu coming June 22nd. For more information, please visit mtboucherie.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. The warm weather is here and Indigenous-inspired cuisine and much more awaits you in the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Spirit Ridge Resort in Isoyas is pleased to announce the reopening of the bear, the fish, the root, and the berry with a brand new menu. Social distancing protocols are in place for your safety, so join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in complete comfort. Please make your reservations at bearfishrootberry.com. Spirit Ridge Resort, part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt, visit spiritridge.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we're traveling up to uh, the Similkameen Valley. Now, I often say one of my favorite places in BC. Uh, folks, the, the wines that I've been tasting, our next guest, uh, Mike Clark, by the way, he's the winemaker, managing director, Claude Soleil, come out of the Similkameen Valley. Michael, I can't get over what's going on uh, with the wines in the Similkameen. They may be the most terroir-based wines now in the Okanagan. When, when people said we shouldn't draw lines and, and we need time to discover things, I can say that there's a 
there's a taste, there's a flavor, there's a style that's totally Similkameen. Uh, would you agree or disagree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel really strongly that there's a really unique identity to our valley. And what I try to do, and the other uh, wineries and winemakers in the valley, too, is allow that unique flavor and aroma to come through yeah. in our, in our it, wines. And I would say, if it, sound, it sounds weird, but I would say it's an international uh, thing, this this projection. So when people talk about Burgundian wines or they talk about wines from Central Otago or from, from the Willamette Valley, wines from the Similkamine taste like wines from the Similkamine and they taste like that. They will taste like that in a bottle all around the world. I think it's fantastic news uh, for the Okanagan producers and the Similkamine. Well, everybody in BC, including Vancouver Island now, that, that we're starting to see this. But I think it only comes from concentrating a bit on what we're doing in those regions. So, uh, uh, can you explain what you're doing, perhaps, at, at Clos de Soleil to heighten that to ability for us to see inside your wines? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the most important thing is what happens in the vineyard. Uh, having the highest quality grapes is uh, is critical to making quality wine. Yeah. So Easy to say. Plotus, yeah, easy <laughs> to say, exactly. Uh, it's farming, and so you're always dealing with the uh, randomness of nature. But uh, at Clos de Soleil, what we do is uh, organic and biodynamic practices. And I really believe that that gives better terroir expression, exactly what you were talking about. What is that link, though? What is the link when you say you believe it? What what does organic or biodynamic deliver, perhaps, that other other methods don't? Or does it expose more? I don't know what, what the answer is, but... Uh, I, I think that, uh, well, I would say I know that we have healthier vines as a result of this, but more important than that is we have healthier soil. It really mm-hmm. comes down to the uh, the soil life and the microbial content in the soil, which is critical to soil creation and critical to the ability of the vines to take up nutrients from the soil. And by not putting synthetic chemicals on the soil, we're really encouraging that life. Mm. And Mike, how do you choose the grapes that you want to plant? Like that's that must be a big decision. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe part of it's luck. Uh, you try planting the right grapes in the right location is a really important thing to to um, to get right. And so you do your best, but you often don't really know until you've already planted them and have been working with them for some years, and you figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, We were lucky in that we planted uh, primarily Bordeaux varieties without necessarily knowing whether they would do well on our particular piece of land, and they have. They've done beautifully. But, again, it's in retrospect that you can say that or, or realize that you made a mistake. Well, when we see the people in Bordeaux planting some milkamine varieties, we'll really know that you've made it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying some of your uh, current releases, the white wine releases. Uh, the Pinot Gris is really a, a sensational bottle. Uh, what can you tell us, like people who, uh, about your winemaker series, what, what is that all about at Clos de Soleil? Yeah, so um, in a way, it's the portion of our program that gives me a bit more freedom. So at Clos de Soleil, we've always been known for uh, Bordeaux varieties like Merlot, Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc in terms of Mm -hmm. reds, Sauvignon Blanc and Semillon for whites. And the winemaker series is basically everything that falls outside of that. It 
could be smaller experimental wines. It could be a, a different vineyard or it could be a different variety. Uh, so the Pinot Gris falls into that category. Uh, 2018, as you know, was our very first one. I made a small amount and was uh, really pleased with the results just personally, and our customers loved it too. So we've decided to make it a permanent part of the program, and the second vintage ever, the 2019, is. Uh, COVID-19, it's affected everybody. Michael, what's happening? Are people coming back now? Are you ready to receive people? How does that working at Clos de Soleil? Yeah, well, uh, it's been a challenging environment for sure for everyone, uh, including us at Clos de Soleil. Um, our tasting room has been closed for several months uh, with only allowing drive-through pickup. Uh, mm -hmm. We are putting the final touches now on a plan for reopening, and we're going to be announcing that uh, publicly in, uh, in the coming days or week or so. Um, so I do anticipate that our tasting room will be opening uh, towards the end of this month. Um, reservations are going to be a really key part of that. And so uh, if people watch our website or our social media, they'll get all the details on that. Am I, am I right in guessing that you're getting the best uh, health information in the province uh, to prepare for your opening? <laughs> well, uh, there are a lot of um, resources out there, but I don't know if you're referring to um, uh, one of our co-owners. There's a small group of us, all of us friends who, who own the winery. Mm -hmm. Bonnie Henry, and, and yeah, you know, Dr. I Bonnie don't Henry. know if you remember, but Bonnie was on the show, Mike, to talk about food safety a few years ago. Uh, yes. So yes. Uh, it's just amazing what she's done in in um, the health area with COVID-19. And I don't know, we're all so proud of her. We say she's just done the best job across Canada. I, I, would, I, I, I feel exactly the same way. I'd cut my arm off to be on a board of directors with her just to see her in that room. She's <laughs> She just has such a presence and a fantastic mind. Anyways, uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm optimistic. I know a lot of wineries are starting to reopen, uh, uh, some reimagining, some thinking about doing things differently or, or uh, you know, uh, I know that you've done a lot of stuff. You've been raising money for the Psychological Association uh, and, uh, you know, sort of reinventing yourself many other ways. Are you feeling like a different person now as you come out of this? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, it's not what has gone on in our industry and worldwide with the crisis is obviously not something any of us wanted. But I can say as a small business owner, um, you do learn to reinvent yourself in your business. Um mm -hmm. We uh, certainly are doing that in terms of the reopening of the tasting room. I spoke about reservations, and that's really because we've always given a really personal touch to uh, visitors who come and see us at Clotus Lane. We really want to be able to continue that. So we've been working hard on how we can make it special for every single visitor. And then for people who can't come and visit us, um, we've really developed our direct-to-consumer uh, shipping business over the last few months. Um, We've been really lucky by the amount of support that um, mm. BC residents and really Canadians coast to coast have shown us. Um, it's as, actually as a result of that that we've decided to make uh, free shipping permanent uh, in BC and Alberta and only nominal fees for the rest of the country. Wow. Um, and how many bottles really do you important. have to order? 
so uh, we allow people to order any number of bottles. They can order a single bottle if they want, but wow. for the free shipping, it applies for uh, any order of six bottles or greater. Yeah, yes. which is fantastic. We can go through that pretty quickly with your yeah. wine, oh, yes. Mike. <laughs> well, I, really I don't want to order less. <laughs> exactly. I've been sort of pounding the vineyard drum for a while. I know people get tired of hearing it, but I think uh, it's a great place to start a tour and finish a tour in these times when we're still uncertain and practicing social distancing. Uh, going into a biodynamic or an organic vineyard is an experience in itself. And to have a wine that was made in that vineyard, I don't think you can top that kind of an experience. So I'm hoping that uh, many wineries will uh, will think about that as they get ready to reopen to the public. Yeah, absolutely. From a safety perspective, doing things outside is uh, really preferable these days. But I completely agree with you. It you know, COVID nineteen aside. It's actually standing in the vineyard and seeing where the grapes come from that makes all the difference. That's really why people should want to come and visit us. Yeah, be a grape. Mike, uh, so great to chat with you today. Uh, and as I say, folks, uh, you should j- just jump over to Gizmoni on Wine if you want to look at a number of the latest reviews on uh, Clos de Soleil products. Uh, the Sauvignon Blanc, the Semillon, uh, the, the Fumé Blanc, the, uh, the Signature, the Reserve Red. So many great choices from the Similcamine. And uh, we talked about the distinctive style of the wine. There are also incredible food wines because of that style. So the combination is really tough to beat. Thanks, Mike. We wish you well. I hope to see you in person as soon as possible. I, I hope so. It's a pleasure to talk with both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Great. Mike Clark, he's the winemaker and managing director at Clos de Soleil Winery. Uh, just up on that little bluff, Casey, as you go into the Similkameen Valley, as I say to people, turn right at the uh, the forked road. Uh, instead of going up to the Kelowna Way, go the lower road, take the crow's nest, and uh, you'll be there before you know it. You're listening to the uh, BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Coming up next, we'll speak to uh, Andrew Moon. He's the viticulturalist at Tinhorn Creek, and Coral Kukolo, who is taking over the winemaking duties um, inside the winery. Where else would she do that? We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards, plus there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. 
calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're heading up to the Golden Mile Bench. Uh, there's some news at Tinhorn Creek. We uh, alluded to it a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the departure of winemaker Andrew Windsor and uh, Coral Kuklo, who has been there 23 years now, uh, who probably knows where all the bodies are buried, among other <laughs> things, even the vines, is uh, in charge of that cellar. Coral, welcome to, welcome to the job. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm hitting the big time getting to speak with you guys. Oh, uh, no, well, we're hitting no. the big time. That's That's pretty kind of you. Uh, we also have Andrew Moon with us, uh, and Andrew, we've been talking now, is it a dozen years that you've been tending the vines at Tinhorn? Yeah, it is, actually, yeah, it's uh, morning, guys, anyway, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm feeling like I've done more cold climate than hot climate, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, well, let's start in the vineyards, uh, how are things going, where are we at, it's a, it's a new vintage, uh, uh, but you have some interesting observations about viruses. Yeah, it's a new vintage, and um, yeah, well, everyone should know the vineyards are kind of, they don't know any of the other stuff going on in the world at the moment, so they're uh, powering along, and the vineyard guys have been really busy, and um, they they were classed, all of ag workers out here were classed as essential service, the same as what, uh, our frontline guys in hospitality and the restaurants were, so... Um, they've all been working hard, and the vines are looking good, and we're probably about a week ahead of normal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and Coral, what a, go ahead, Casey. Oh, I was just going to ask, Coral, how essential is it to hone your skills as an assistant winemaker before you take on the winemaking position? Oh, wow. Yeah, so important. You, I mean, I've had my hands in everything for years, so I feel pretty confident going forward. But we also have a really great support staff here that we've had a really good group of um, seller people, really strong group for quite a few years now. So we're, it's a team effort for sure. But it's kind of a, the position's kind of an unsung hero position, I think, in the oh. business. <laughs> if you ask me, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm the glue, you know, I'm the one that um, keeps it all going in the background, which suits me fine. I, lo- I love that. So Yes, yeah, well, most winemakers are kind of social distancers, anyways. I think they're, you know, they're in that job to make wine, and uh, it's annoying to have to talk to the media and sometimes <laughs> even customers. <laughs> You're right. It it's just different, you know. Like it, making wine just takes up your whole life, so it's kind of you have to switch gears to talk to people outside, <laughs> outside yeah. your little circle. Yes. Well, it takes uh, time and talent, and I guess a little luck too. Yeah, for sure. Lots of, yeah, I've been lucky. Um, Tinhorn was basically the first winery I really did work at, and I've, I've just been lucky to grow with it. It's been a great, great run. 
How do you get along with that guy beside you? I mean, he's growing the grapes. Uh, do you guys do you have input? Is there a sit down and a oh, chat yeah. about what's going on all the time? Oh yeah, for sure. And even some arguments. And uh, yeah, it's good. He's like really? my work brother. Like right, like brother, brother, sister relationship, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> and <laughs> who and who gets to make the uh, final hear decision? That. I don't know. Actually, who? Probably Andrew. Andrew, I you make into him. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> oh, you, you just got you got to look after winemakers occasionally, right? So. <laughs> well, Andrew, you've been doing a lot of stuff in the vineyards. What 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 might we see this year, or what's coming in terms of the wines, uh, either one of you, and uh, based on a lot of the developments that have been going on in the vineyards. Yeah, um, we've probably been it's it's probably a number of years in the run, but we've been focusing more on we've got two great sites here at Tinnor. Obviously, we've got the stuff over on the Black Sage, and we've also got the Golden Mile. Um, there's been a lot of work and looking into what grows best and what you know what what we can do moving forward and to focus the wines a bit more. So mm-hmm. I know that this year we've probably got a couple of releases coming off the Golden Mile, a single varietal. Um, they were always great components in things like our two bench white, um, which was a five blend. But uh, yeah, so look forward to seeing those come out because it's usually only the cellar guys and us that taste them in barrel, um, you know, and then it gets blended away. So it's going to be a great thing to see those uh, certain varieties to stand out by themselves. So right. I would like to know what the best wine is you've ever tasted, aside, of course, from Tinhorn Creeks, but both of you, Andrew and Coral. <laughs> I can answer Ooh. that. Oh, great. It's easy. Last night, we were both at a dinner party, and the last drink, the last wine we had was a 20-year Fladgate um, port, so that was pretty good. What wow. do you say, Andrew? I know, not bad uh, way to end the night. It was pre- it was pretty hard to match up. It was a 2010 folly there as well. From, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I can only <laughs> remember what was at the end. That was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I love I I'm probably a Burgundy boy myself, and I do love you know Chardonnay and Pinot from there. Uh, I do buy that a lot. I do buy a lot of Spanish uh, old white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been really getting into like Chile and stuff at the moment. The Sauvignon Blancs and the Chardonnays coming out of there are pretty spectacular at the moment. Good so. prices too. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got to keep you know the BC wine industry's got to keep keep going forward and uh, uh, you know putting out a good product to compete against this stuff coming in. So, Coral, a lot of changes at the winery, uh, you know, from above and and beside and below. But how? What, what do you think about the style of the wine? Has it been? Will you continue? I know that it, uh, Andrew, the other Andrew Windsor, was uh, uh, tweaking some of the wines, tweaking the Chardonnay. How? How? Do, how? What will you do? How will you carry on in that in that sort of vein? I think we're going to carry on in the same direction. You know, um, I love his style of Chardonnay, so I'd like to take anything and everything I've learned from him. And um, mm-hmm. Ross Wise, who I think you know, he's sure. actually our head winemaker. So we're going to work with him and um, move forward. Like I want to keep, I want to keep our style, but it's always good to tweak it, like you said, and you know, move forward a bit. And it makes it makes a lot more fun for us too, yeah. the people making it. You know, if we can try different things here and there. 
Well, I think uh, I think Ross will be good because he's kind of a hands-off kind of guy, light touch. So that it, you know that that's probably the next level for a lot of people, anyways. To to uh, right. especially in your case, being on the Golden Mile bench now and releasing wines uh, with a Golden Mile bench moniker, I think we want to see some of that bench in the wine for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like Andrew mentioned, there's a couple that we're going to be releasing pretty soon, and they're single vineyard Golden Mile bench. Um, wines and yeah. yeah, we're really excited about it. They're they're uh, really great wines. So yeah, what about reopening at the winery? How has that uh, been uh, set up? What 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 can we expect uh, at Tinhorn uh, right now if we visit or can we visit actually? Yeah, they're going, they, yeah, they, yeah, you got it, Carl. No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> they're just starting to open up again. Um, they're mm-hmm. taking reservations for uh, tastings. They can only, I think it's allowed 12 people at a time, which would be two groups of six. So they recommend um, calling up for reservations, but they'll take walk-ins if they have room. But um, they're really looking forward to seeing people again. And I think that starts today, actually. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. And what's happening at Miradoro? Are they open or partially open, or what can we look forward to this summer? We've all, uh, we have, he's, Manny is Manny Fierra um, up at Miradoro. He's uh, been great, uh, especially through just from the winter and the shoulder season. They, they had fantastic takeout menus. They were doing pantry. Uh, Chef Van Geese up there was doing pantry to take home. But I did go the first day they opened up and, uh, you know, it was, it was a really strange kind of thing to go back to a restaurant. But I, I don't know why. The food always tastes better in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. I, I yeah. really agree with you. But, um, yeah, those guys are open now. And I know it is only reservation only and they're sticking with the code. Uh, I think Manny can fill half of half of his set-out tables in there and that's quite good. They've got, so if you take a four people, for instance, they've got a table at the end and they serve the food to that end of the table, uh, serve the wine, you, you get your cutlery all bagged up and things like that. So they've, they've done quite a few things um, up there, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, for the COVID. And... Um, yeah, that's funny seeing Manny as in a, as in the old white tablecloth service guy uh, having to keep his hands off a bottle of wine to retop it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that won't he, be he, easy. He, he, he does walk around in circles a little bit, but you know, forgive the poor guy for doing it for a fair while. <laughs> uh, hey, we're almost out of time. Normally, he has a special wine from uh, Tinhorn. Do you know what that might be, Coral, this season at uh, at Miradoro? Oh, we haven't um, really talked about that yet, but I'm sure he'll have some surprise for you guys. Great. Yeah. Well, it sounds I'll like uh, yeah, it sounds like all things are uh, go at Tinhorn Coral. We really uh, appreciate getting a chance to talk to you finally, and uh, wish you well in your new role there. I think you're you're going to just flourish uh, now that you're uh, you've got the chance. And uh, why not? Mm-hmm. It's time. Thanks. It feels nice. Uh, to be here and it feels great talking to you guys i feel like i've known you for so long yeah but now uh yeah i just think uh i think everybody's hopeful and uh the sooner we can get up there and see people the better uh we'll all yeah. we'll all feel i think thanks yeah. for joining us today both of you andrew i know you got to get out in the vineyard and probably do something that's yeah. right, I do. <laughs> oh, yes, Coral, yeah. get on it. Right? Okay. Yeah, big sister. Okay, Thank- bye, guys. Thanks. Yep. Thank you both. Thank you. Yeah. Bye-bye.
Andrew Moon, he's the viticulturalist, and Coral Kuklo uh, is now uh, looking after the wines at Tinhorn Creek, along with uh, Russ Weiss. Uh, you're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll take a quick break and come back and uh, talk more about what's happening in town. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenere, while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. Tony Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. At Poplar Grove, every day on the Naramata bench is a journey to create fantastic wines. We couldn't do it without our dedicated team or the family of wine lovers who gather at our wine club to enjoy the many benefits of membership, like world-class wines delivered to their door and exclusive events at the winery like our wine club barbecue. Join us on the journey to make truly great wines. Visit us at poplargrove.ca. Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Please enjoy responsibly. Cullman, a family estate winery, reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Cullman's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Cullman wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the Numbers Series, Cullman's Small Lot Program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit Cullman.ca. Cullman, a family estate winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about uh, pickup takeout. How much longer is this going to go on, Casey? Gosh, I think for quite a while, Tony. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess, I guess the one good thing is takeout's getting better <laughs> from the packaging to it is, absolutely. the menus. Uh, I noticed a lot of menus are streamlined, uh, they're friendlier, they're more food friendly and, and, uh, what do we say that when we eat comfort food, they're sort of more comfort food friendly. Well, I had uh, the most, to reach a wider crowd, I guess. Right. I had the most incredible thing happen to me the other day. When I received my shipment, the couple's package, or as the guys at Organic Ocean like to call it, the love pack, I got down to the door, and when I got that package, it was like going on a blind date, and when you open the door, George Clooney's there. I have never in my life received a package of seafood, of anything that was so well kept, so well packaged, 
the fish is frozen solid. I just I, now I know why these guys are so successful. It was just an amazing surprise to see that after all the years I've been in the business. Yeah. And, well, we talked to them last week on the show, uh, Organic Ocean. They've got a number of uh, uh, seafood packs now that you can order, uh, that consumers can order. Normally it goes to restaurants around uh, the city, the top restaurants, but you can uh, get in there. And the prices, I guess, from what I'm looking at, the prices are more or less wholesale plus. They plus. are. They're not, they're not adding on anything. They're just, so, uh, an, it's an amazing deal. Yeah, so if you like seafood uh, or your uh, and you like high quality seafood, uh, it's really uh, nice to get a package like that. So check that out. Um, also, Casey, uh, these guys. I wanted to mention these guys today because they're also involved in another project. Uh, we're all looking forward to uh, the spot prawn season. The festival itself has been cancelled uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, but in the next uh, week or so, they are going to do, uh, they are actually going to do on June 5th, they're going to have a project to feed over 120 plus families uh, via Lunch Lab, the Lunch Lab program using uh, 100 pounds of spot prawns to make soup and other delicious things that have been donated by uh, the folks at Organic Ocean. And uh, what they're doing is they're asking for the public because they're they're going to do all this and do as many as they can. But if you could help out by ordering up a meal for a family that could use a little extra support right now, they'd be very happy. And you can do that at lunchlab.ca, and they'll get a, a nutritious, fresh, uh, healthy meal, salad making kits, and fresh produce, all that sort of thing. And pantry staples will go out to these families. So check that out. And uh, there's also more information at uh, shoporganicocean.com. There you go. Uh, so where are we going? We are going to top table. Mm-hmm. T- top table to you and I want to start with the sourdough bread I have never had a sourdough bread that's as good as the one made by top table <laughs> you're so funny it's by like you've Andrew. never eaten before <laughs> it is it's amazing and this is when you know that it's a really good sourdough loaf it has a dark and crackly crust it's got a really weird and wild whole structure <laughs> It sounds crazy, but you can talk. You can tell a lot about a loaf of bread by examining it, it the crumbs in the interior. And so sourdough bread. You can buy a loaf for seven bucks. And uh, it, on the menu here. Take yeah, menu. it's amazing, and it has a real subtle tang. I I can't say enough about that bread. In fact, I'm I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to order this from now on. It beats any bakery in town. Also, they have a vegetable kit for $22, so they're they're really not marking things up. With a delicate salad mix, and they've got beets and orange and yellow carrots and radishes. It's it's amazing pack. It's like the best gift you could get because the potatoes have dirt on them. It's just incredible. Their food, their takeout food, they've done an amazing job, and they have uh, lemon chicken for $8. So it's really worth checking out Top Table to you. Yeah, pasta ready to bake, so you just uh, pop it in the oven, uh, many different varieties. I love the farm and home grocery, so you can buy all of these ingredients. And, and uh, just as we were talking about the seafood, you're getting ingredients that are sold normally to chefs, like direct from top suppliers. So you're really getting high-quality goods as well. And the prices are, are more or less... Uh, uh, 
wholesale plus a bit. So there you go. They also have wine, Casey. I was looking at the wine list, so you can order your dinner. And, of course, people have been under the new rules uh, the powers that be have allowed us to buy a bottle of wine when we buy some food. Imagine that. What's next? Know, like so uh, shoes exciting. and socks, or we're going to have shoes and socks for the citizens, or it's just so hilarious uh, how all these rules have been loosened up uh, all of a sudden. Although we're still waiting for wholesale wine pricing, where is it? Nothing. I know it, it's zero. coming. It's coming, zero, Tony. Zero I really news, believe that. Zero news from the government on that. Do you see the uh, hatch on there at top table? The hatch? Yes, or maybe I'm talking about Boulevard because I've ordered from them. And Boulevard, is we, I mentioned earlier, Alex Chan is the uh, Sutton Place chef, the, the um, head chef at Boulevard. And his mother's chicken curry is the best curry I've ever tasted, along with their vegetable curry. And they've got, you know, many other dishes that are worth trying. Mm. Uh well, uh, as we say, the, it, it, I guess it, it, this is the time to order takeout if ever you're going to do it. And uh, and you don't just have to do it here. Like, check out your neighborhoods. Many, many neighborhood restaurants are offering uh, takeout. These are the, the, the most vulnerable of all these businesses. Uh, I can't imagine going through the West End with no restaurants uh, in the next you know, six months. No. If they all if they all disappear. Same in, in West Van and Carisdale and, and out in White Rock and all these places we really need to uh uh try and do something about ordering maybe once a week from a local restaurant to really uh, uh push the uh, envelope and keep these guys in business. It's it's gonna be super important uh moving forward uh through the winter season. So uh folks just get online, uh, type in your favorite joint, check it out or check any of these out. Uh, and uh, Casey, I'll give you one bottle of wine that you should have a look for, because I've been tasting it recently Okay. Uh, on the top table list, and they're just like giving it away. In fact, they're giving almost all their wines away, which I love. I should never say that because then the price goes up, but it's the Orofino Scout Vineyard Riesling 2017, $16. Yes, I ordered two bottles with Come my on. order. It's, it was 16 crazy. Bucks. That Riesling will live 10 years uh, anyway in the bottle. It's screw cap finished and just has the potential to live forever in that bottle. So for 16 bucks, you're getting a killer wine. And I, without tasting it with any of this food, I would guarantee you that uh, 85% of the things that are on this menu will be even better with that bottle of wine because Riesling is so versatile that way. So it is. So, and folks, uh, that's the tips. And Nightingale's Pizza, Nightingale make the best pizza in the city, bar none. It's mm. incredible. They work three months on it. You can't beat it, and they're delivering two pizzas for $25. Also, Tojo has a prawn kit for $88 with a great menu to go with it. Uh, three months to make a pizza, that's a lot of... Uh, how do you pre-order that? That's a lot of experimentation, Tony. <laughs> You're listening to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, folks. Great to chat with you. Uh, I am going to sneak off, uh, Casey. And yes. Re- re- I'm going to report uh, back to you next week. You're heading uh, to the Okanagan, Tony. Sh- yeah. Uh, i got a couple of little things that I must do, uh, some work-related things, but I'll report back on what I can see from afar when I'm up there. Great. We'll be anxious to hear.
that's it for today's show, uh, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really uh, feel privileged to be able to share some of these stories with you every week uh, and to bring you uh, the latest news in the food and wine business, which hasn't been all that great uh, since February, but looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel for now. We're wishing you a, a great weekend, uh, maybe a little takeout and a glass of wine, and uh, we'll be back next week. For now, I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Wishing you a great weekend. See you soon. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.